Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh, my God. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a dining brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 29 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped.com, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And by rockin'thatidlife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. And by centericebrewery.com, St. Louis's first and only hockey-themed brewery. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. This is franchise episode number 295 all-time. Your hosts tonight are usually Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues Hockey. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for us. Uh, you'll find us. Let's go Blues Radio. Um, we also have a Discord server where blues, can, blues fans can jump in and talk with other Blues fans with uh, either text or voice chat. And the three of us will periodically be in there during uh, during games or after games or after the show. Or So just uh, check on that from time to time. Or just talk amongst yourselves. Uh, we are dual live streaming right now on uh, YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show, smash the bell, so you'll get notifications when we do go live. Bill and Jeff, how are you guys tonight? Ready to uh, talk some uh, talk some hockey? I'm using the camera as a um, as a uh, uh, mirror right now because I noticed I've got a little alfalfa thing going on behind my headphones. So don't mind me, people who are watching the video. I don't think. I think it's one of those things where you notice it, but uh, nobody else really cares that much. Oh, nobody would have noticed, <laughs> especially with the angle of the camera. Yeah. I just happened to turn my head, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that don't look right." <sighs> uh, how are you fellows doing? How's any uh, any crazy news from the past week? 
Yeah, you weren't here last. I mean, Personally. you were here for a short time last week, so we didn't get really chit chat last yep. week. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the um, comment that somebody said that I, I look like I lost ten pounds. Uh, well, I'm back in St. Louis, so all the beer put that weight right back on. So don't I think worry it was about the, that. It was the lighting and the and the. And I don't know if you had a, a any got any sun, but uh, a nice tan will take. Uh, it'll shed a nice ten pounds. Yeah, no, it was sun. It was sitting out on the back patio of the uh, suite we were in. So, yes, I'm sure the mood lighting made me look extra attractive. <laughs> uh, like I said, I thought you looked like Florida Man. The second you walked in, I'm like, oh, that is Florida Man. I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, shit. <laughs> ah. um, Bill's got to go to mute yourself. Yeah, go ahead and mute yourself, buddy. Or just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> or, just, or just walk away and not meet yourself. <laughs> uh, we, the three of us, actually, uh, will be at Center Ice Brewery for Saturday's Blues game versus Colorado. Uh, you can go to centericebrewery.com to make a reservation if you would like to go uh, Friday or Saturday or anytime. Uh, have a couple beers, watch the game, and say hi. Um, right now, our reservations at the bar, so uh, if that'll, I don't know if that'll change or not, but that's where it is right now. So, um, prime seating for prime us. seating. I, you know what? I like the bar. I'm I'm a, I'm a bar fan. You know, so like so we went to my wife and I went. I think I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago uh, for one of the Vegas losses, and uh, we sat at the table real close to the bar, um, basically right where the uh, thermostat is, if you know where that's at at Center Ice. And some people got up and left after the first period, and the wife and I were just like, let's go up to the bar. That's a way cooler spot. So yeah. we sat up at the bar the rest of the time. We had a great time. The bartenders, we were doing shots with them, and uh, just had a great time. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Always have fun there, especially when we're sitting at the bar. Yep. Yeah, that's my. I mean, the I, I, one time we didn't get a bar seat uh, when we sat. I think the same same kind of spot. That small table uh, away from the bar against the wall. Uh, yep. that that was a good seat too. Um, but uh, great spot. I, yeah. Yeah, I just I just prefer the bar. Um, just I do too. It's, it's it's almost like you know you're right where all the action is. I, I, that's where I prefer to be. So. Um, but uh, looking forward to that very much. Um, and they, you do if you do want to go sit down. Uh, it's best to have a reservation because, uh, I mean, that's, it, it, it could be full and they won't let you in if, you, if, if false seats are taken. So uh, go online and, uh, and get a reservation and check it out. Centericebrewery.com. Uh, yep, centericebrewery.com. And um, last week, the Blues announced uh, the attendance will be increased uh, to 4,100 fans uh, starting on March 26th. So it was a few days ago and available to the general public. So... I now now blues fans will know uh now the blues players will know how Florida Panthers players feel during a normal season with having 4100 fans in the stands pretty much <laughs> uh yeah that's uh my so I I know friend of the show our our loyal listener Austin Lynch said that he's been I think a couple of listeners have mentioned they've been to games already um my mom is wanting for my birthday she's wanting to get me tickets to one of the upcoming games. My birthday's in April, so we'll see. Uh, I think I've get my second dose of my vaccine on the 18th, so I, I may be heading to a game. Could be fun. Very cool. Um, yeah, I uh, I did the one-dose deal, so I uh, just one, one shot and done, which hey, I'm all about it. I, 
I, I got my first dose, so I'm going to do a two-doser. Um, uh, we were able to um, get signed up under Madison County's 1B plus uh, segment. Um, so Julie and I both got our, our uh, first dose Sunday morning. Um, and yeah, we got the Pfizer. So did you um, uh, have any reactions? Um, my arm hurt like hell and just it was really really tight all day um but monday i felt better than i felt in a long time so it's just kind of weird i don't know huh. i don't know what what that was about but um yeah so I'm, I'm happy happy to be on the road to being vaccinated yeah i i didn't mention it on the show because last week was uh, the first show I had after I got my vaccination, but I had a terrible, terrible time with my first dose. Yeah, I'm saying that. That was worse than when I had COVID. I'm not kidding. It right. was. But like you said, well, you had a mild, you had a very mild case it, of COVID. Yeah, I had a, I had a mild case, and then you know, COVID went on for about two weeks, about a week and a half. This it only lasted, you know, two days. But I mean, it was two days of hell. It was. Whoo! I had 102.2 fever. I. Uh, was achy, uh, didn't sleep a wink the night I got it. I actually uh, called urgent care the next day because I was at about 30 hours and I still had a, I think it was 101.4 fever. And I I was like, what can I do to make this better? And they were like, you might have gotten COVID before you got your shot. So why don't you come in and we'll test you? And I'm like, oh, great. So I uh, I went in, they tested me, it was negative and they just, they actually said that right. because I had COVID before, uh, that a lot of people are noticing that issue with their first shot. So I'm hoping the second shot won't be as bad, but I'm still going to get it. Hopefully uh, the fever stays away because, my God, that was awful. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people who've had Moderna um, that the if they've had COVID before, it just totally wipes them out. So hopefully oh, it, you got it, over that. Just, yeah, I, I so I went two days before I left for vacation. And mm. so that's why the next day I went to urgent care. I, I trusted the lady's word was like, yeah, I should go in. Because it's like, I don't want to have to get in the car for 18 hours, uh, drive into Orlando and have a fever. And then on top of that, let's say for whatever reason, I still had a fever on Sunday. You know, I don't want to go up to the park and have them be like, oh, we can't let you in. You've got a fever. So it's like. I should probably just go get tested just to make sure there's no issues. But luckily that yeah. night it went away and I felt better. No, I didn't, I didn't have, I mean, a, a major issues. It was a 12 hours of, uh, uh, chills and, uh, some hives. And that was about it. I was, it was very minor. It was tolerable and just annoying, but it was uh, not a big deal. I'm not going to complain too much about it because, uh, yeah, <laughs> some people have, uh, much worse, uh, side effects than I had. So it was not a big deal at all. So, um, I was happy to have that experience. <laughs> You're lucky. The, yeah. The official beer is episode number 295. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is at cprice12. Jeff's is at jponder94. Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33 On untapped, you can uh, just kind of check out what, what the three of us are drinking or any friends you have that also have the app. You can see what they're drinking and whether they like it or not, they can rate the beers and get some comments on it. It's kind of cool. So, uh, Bill, what do you got, sir? 
I'm I'm not uh, not partaking. I'm probably going. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going back to work uh, when the show's done. <laughs> so um, my my beverage of the show is cucumber mint sparkling water. That is a fine beverage. What what's what's the uh, what's the brand on it? Uh, this is the um, Good and Gather from Target. Okay. I was yeah. gonna. I was gonna say, what's the uh, what's the what's the popular one? Um, uh, nice one that uh, my cousin Jeff drinks a lot. Uh, Truly, mm, uh, Lacroix. Lacroix. That's it. Lacroix. So yeah. I, I, I've yeah. had I've had a number of these sparkling waters, and uh, I, I I've not liked any of them except for one. I think it was the um, lemon lime. I think Lacroix was good. I like that. I could do that yeah. one. Whichever one, Amy yeah. left a few cans here, and I and I and I had one. And I was like, "That's not too bad. That's that's not. I could do that." The rest of them just taste like you know, it's like soda with no sugar. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah, no, I uh, I I cut out soda a couple years ago. Um, it, it didn't last. I I drink soda again, but um, I actually the the cucumber mint and a couple of the other ones that um, Target puts out are actually really good, um, and at least curb my intake of soda, if if not completely stop it. So, Winning Unlimited in YouTube chat said uh, I got the Pfizer dose one Pfizer dose one five days ago. Worked out hard for three days. He wanted to exhaust himself. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah, I I I, you know, uh, he's a smart guy. Adam's a smart guy, so uh, I, I assume he, the whole workout thing is he, was. Is he though? I, I mean, I assume so. I mean, he does. Like, he does play hockey, so he, I don't think he's that smart. He is. He is smart in areas. Okay. Right? I mean, yeah, it, I'll, I'll give you that. He, I mean, you got to be. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are smart in areas. I wonder if he's. I, I guess. I guess if you played Trivial Pursuit, for example, with Adam, then you could find out general. General general smartness of the, a range of categories, as opposed to someone who is just, you know, smart in AI or whatever. I he think does. I think we're all we're all smart in our own ways. I, I mean, I my uh, area of expertise <laughs> is I can tell you what kind of underwear people wear based on just just knowing that person, the type oh. of underwear they wear. Okay, Kurt, your boxer briefs. Uh, you've you probably okay. We've been in the same locker room. No, I have so. not. I don't know. I don't. We've been in the I, same you locker room. Remember? You think I remember what kind of underwear people wear in the I've locker room? I've seen the way you look at guys in the locker room. I, I, I'm not going to pass judgment. you, though. I have more respect for you. <laughs> okay. uh, Bill, I think you are also boxer briefs, but I think that every now and then you'll break out the boxers just to, to let it free ball a little bit. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, mm. let me chime in here. I'm going to say Bill's a boxer guy, straight up boxer guy. Mm. More, more, Kurt's more right. Um, occasionally, um, depending on, you know, what, <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, if I'm, if I'm being athletic, it's, it's box of briefs, but most of the time Kurt's right. <laughs> I, I have seen Bill in the locker room too. So. <laughs> Although that's well, we've been, all, we've, we've all been, seen the Pornhub videos. 15 years. It has been a long time, but yeah, I've, people do go through, mm -hmm. go through phases with underwear. See, I I figured I figured Jeff knew that you're a boxer briefs guy because he was rifling through your underwear drawer. Uh, yeah, I, I do that whenever I know uh, Kurt's not 
paying attention when he's downstairs in his office. I like to show up at his house and rifle through his underwear. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not weird, is it? Fr- front door's unlocked. You just walk right in. Yeah, I don't know. I can't yep. hear. It's a big house. I can I'm downstairs. Yep. I, can, I can't hear with. I can't hear Jack squat upstairs. Uh, more of that girl in the uh, YouTube chat. Uh, Amy. She said, uh, le- "Lemon limoncello LaCroix. That's what she loved here. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I just had to ask her if it's boozy because Bo- limoncello is boozy. No, I don't think it was boozy. I mean, it would go good in like a mixed drink, I think. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Hmm. Like a vodka or something. That. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, Jeff, what do you got? All right. So after our underwear talk, let's get into some more beer. Um, I am actually. But go ahead. I'm uh, I'm drinking uh, something that was left here by a wonderful house sitter of mine, my friend Kevin, who listens to the show. I think he's even listening live right now. So, Kevin, uh, cheers to you, my friend. Uh, he uh, he was the one that if anybody follows on social media, he posted uh, uh, the the well, I posted. He wrote on my chalk wall, uh, "R.I.P. Bob Plager, number five. So, obviously, a a good blues fan. Um, so, it was a nice thing to walk into when I got home on Friday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, second shift brewing tonight. Bless this mess. It is, uh, it is a barrel-aged imperial stout. Uh, the, for, for anybody who's never tried it, maybe who's not an imperial stout fan or for whatever reason, um, it's got a very nutty and oaky flavor, uh, as well as a scent. When I first uh, smelled it as I was pouring it, it was a very interesting smell. I enjoyed it. And um, it's very chocolatey. And yeah. uh, it's good. I really like this one. It's it's a great one. So you thank know what? you, Kevin, for uh, for leaving this for me. At second shift, I love second shift. Second shift is a is, yeah, they're great. They have a lot, a number of really good beers, and the the uh, the place is cool. I yeah. think they, they used to have uh, Gorilla Street serving food there, but I think that went away. So that kind of sucks. But I think you can bring your food. Yeah. I, I would assume you can bring your own food in. Your own food in now. Anyway, Kurt, what do you got tonight? Um, who doesn't like an imperial stout? By the way, I mean that's, I guess those who don't like stouts. But man, I was gonna say people who only, who specifically drink Bud Light and Budweiser <laughs> is my guess. I guess, but yeah. I don't know. I okay. Uh, mine is uh, the Old Town Porter from Narrow Gauge. Um, Amy and I went to a Narrow Gauge. There's the can right there, which is funny because I'm looking at the can, and I'm like, oh, it's a cool can. Um, but it doesn't say narrow gauge anywhere on it, <laughs> which is really weird to me. It's the brewery. It says Old Town Porter, robust porter, 5.7%. Uh, keep cold, drink fresh, recycle, all good. The only where it says narrow gauge is, is narrowgaugestl.com. It's got the URL like in small print. I don't see the name of the brewery anywhere on this thing. Why is that? Do we have any? Uh, do we have any? It's always sunny fans on on the panel tonight. Oh, uh, me. Okay, so it's maybe mm. it's like uh, it's just like hip now, like how they te- they 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 say you're supposed to take the sign off the building, um, in order for it to be a hip joint. You shouldn't have a sign out. Maybe that's what this is. They you take the name of the 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 beer, the brewing company, off the the, the can because it makes it more hip. It's, it, it does have their logo, like real small. It's a real small logo at the top of the, the top of the, like, uh, the warning, the government warning. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. Hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a visual guy. I'm a, I'm a graphics guy. And I, I, I really do judge uh, beer uh, uh, logos, uh, labels. 
And man, if you, yeah, you can put anything you want on a label and you, your brewery name is like nowhere to be found. There it is, tiny. Whatever. Well, you know who does a really good job with branding is um, one of our great sponsors. Kurt, get the uh, get the promo ready. Um, this is this is your warning. It's it's um, it's been ready to go for the last like eight minutes. All right. Well, one of our great uh, sponsors. They're great with branding. If you check out their underwear, their cologne, anything, you'll see the big manscaped right across the top. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. Talk about the ultimate utility man. Manscaped is like the Nolan Arenado of ball trimmers. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean with the Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Skin Safe Electric Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Spray-On Toner for your balls made from soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts, Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use promo code LGB. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack you know it's funny they they want <laughs> they want they, they wanted to, to they gave us some some uh, uh they, they were pushing like a baseball theme since spring training and, and baseball is getting ready to start uh the cardinals start tomorrow actually and uh but uh so i'm like well it's a hockey show <laughs> so uh but oh hell uh, we'll we'll do a we'll, we'll do a, still good yeah 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 we'll, we'll do it i enjoyed that i enjoyed yeah. that especially <laughs> just hearing your smooth silky voice oh isn't isn't it though i mean uh, uh mm-hmm. editing uh digital editing does wonders to a voice <laughs> <laughs> uh today in blues history well, before we get to that, uh, be, before we get too far away from the, the Lemoncello con- uh, conversation, maybe I looked at the YouTube chat and made me laugh because uh, Bill asked Lemoncello, is it boozy? And uh, more of that girl says, uh, only if you put booze in it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just isn't laughing. That's funny. Which is like, yeah, that's, that's a very, uh, there's truer words than urban spoken. And I just marked over my hand with a pen. Don't do that. Just, just absolutely, just ruin the podcast for everybody. <laughs> it's why yeah, you do that. Really, sorry. Good night, everybody. You know what? Well, Dave Portnoy, he cut his finger, opened up a pizza box for his pizza reviews. So, we're, I'm we in good company. We don't talk about that shit show of a uh, yeah. company. You know what? Uh, but I will say I, uh, real quick before we move forward, I just want to add, Bill Day. For those of you watching the video, does he not look dapper tonight? Looking very good, sir. Well, I, I should go upstairs and put on the same sweater. <laughs> you, you probably should. Um, we can be we can be twi- uh, twinkies. Tonight. Oh, twinkies. 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 Yeah, twinkies. <laughs> yeah, twins. Whatever. Has to be the twinkies yeah, that are no. two in a pack, not one. No, you know, I I was just uh, sharing before the show that. Uh, um, <clears throat> We've finally, in, in my my uh, work organization, um, a year into the pandemic, we've finally, like my level has finally gotten approval for Zoom meetings. So I actually have to like, you know, at least put on, you know, decent attire, uh, at least up top, you know, 
Although and you're I, probably I, all asking yourself, <laughs> what does a PT's bouncer need to do in a Zoom meeting? But uh, <laughs> Bill will be glad to share that with you in Discord later. Yeah. And and I can't imagine too many PT's bouncers dressed as nice as Bill either. So he's no. He no. he leads by example. He addressed for the job he wants. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, That's I, I put I put the glasses on to match you, Bill. But um, I think yours are that, probably are those way cooler. Ricky no, Vaughn glasses? Those yeah. are Ricky Vaughn glasses. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah, nice. I love that. You look yeah, like I, a banker. I, got, I was. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was Rick Vaughn for Halloween about ten years ago, and I kept the glasses. So nice. felt it was felt it'll come up again. Oh, look at that! We're all look. We all look so smart. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. looks what looks better, the blue or the white? Yeah, I got the blue. These are like those those uh, blue tinted, those not blue tinted, blue uh, blue. The blue light, blue light frame, yeah. frame, blue light yeah, or okay. white. What do you think, blue or white? I think with the hat, with the hat, I think the blue looks better. Think yeah. So. Now that, yeah. now that, those of you listening on the podcast, I'm sure are really enjoying this conversation. Well, but that looks fantastic. With, I think I uh, figure out. Think figure out doing blue or the white. It's. Yeah, but they got that glare off the lens, off the monitor. You can't see my eyes, which is like half the point of the show. So. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, because I mean, we we have very inviting eyes. You know, I've actually had they come multiple hither. women. They come hither. Multiple eyes. women tell me I have bedroom eyes, which really? I take as a very nice compliment. Uh, you know what? You've got the bedroom eyes. Did I ever tell you about the contest that I won? No. Would you hmm? win? I want to. I want. You know. You know the story, don't you, Bill? I. Uh, I. I was. I won a Mister Bedroom Legs contest. You've told me this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've, I that. I've told everybody. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anybody who's ever had more than a couple of drinks with Kurt has heard this story. I was going to say. I'm pretty sure he introduces himself as. Oh, my name's Kurt Price. I yeah. won a Mister Bedroom Legs contest once. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I when am Mister Bedroom Legs. It was funny because when <laughs> I mean that was like prime hockey playing days, right? And. You know, hockey players like soccer players. You know, their their legs are in shape, and I, I, so I, there was a contest. I'm like, and I was, well, you should enter. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, please go and do it. Okay, okay. So I did, and I won. But it was, uh, I didn't. I walked around. That was my talent. I walked Back around. Back when I first had my son, <laughs> and I've never told anybody this. Back when I first had my son, I mean, he was about maybe one year old. There was a contest on, like, I don't know, one of the radio stations out here for a uh, dad bod, like best dad bod or whatever. And it was ah. Father's Day. And I actually had a buddy who followed me out to Creevecore Park. He had me take my shirt off. And he took a bunch of like <laughs> like professional photos of me just like running around, like going up steps. And, did, and you, like did you lay down on the grass? I did. Yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> And we thought, oh, it'll be really funny to just like put me in there. And like, I totally chickened out last minute. I was uh... like, nope, <laughs> I can't do this. I'm like, because I like looked on, these guys are like super stacked, you know, all the people, all my competition. I shouldn't yeah. have cared. I, because I was kind of doing it as a joke anyway, but I chickened out. I was like, no, I, I can't do this. Like, this is even too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I asked you about laying on the grass because uh, when I got my high school senior pictures taken, I hated it. Um, I, I think probably most, a lot of guys, seniors probably hate it. This, but This uh, was how I was laying in the grass. Yeah. That, I mean, and, and so the <laughs> photographer asked me, 
He goes, you want to lay on the grass? I'm like, no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't lay on the grass. I stood on a bridge, <laughs> a little, uh, uh, one of those little garden bridges, the tiny little six-foot-long things. And I leaned against the tree. And uh, I don't know. I did a bunch of stupid stuff in studio. I hated it so much. But Yeah. Do you want to lay in the grass? No, I'm wearing white jeans. <laughs> 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 to go with my white belt and white shoes. <laughs> no, I actually I did. Bubble. I think I did have white jeans on in one of my senior pictures. White so. jeans. Oh, please yeah. post it. You have to. <laughs> Yeah. You can't say that or, and then not post a picture. Or just the jeans, just the bottom mm. half, if you if you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I um, think I'd prefer that. I'll I'll see what I can find. I'm sure I've got the got the picture somewhere. But you you were rocking the hair back then too, Bill. You had uh, uh, quite the yeah. quite the do going on. I remember that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we talked about the uh, a few shows back. Had the uh, had the uh, you know. Uh, Somebody, somebody said it. Um, my hair doesn't grow long. I think Mike McKenna said this uh, on um, on Twitter. Hair doesn't grow long; it grows out, and that that was me. <laughs> and so, yeah, <clears throat> early nineties. Friend of the show. Uh, I, yeah, friend, yeah, of, friend the of the show, show Mike McKenna. Um, I put some, uh, you know, I put some some curls in the hair for for about six months. So. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This is a. Uh, I, I I think we've got something coming up that has something to do with hair. Correct? Uh, do we? We already did the manscape. <laughs> yes, we, 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 we do. Just, we do. We just did the manscape. Look at the yeah. outline. God damn it, Kurt! I'm setting I, you up. I thought you were doing it into a, a segue to a promo. You're doing a segue to the next bit, which I like. Very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, today this in, is a hockey show, after all. I know. Let's talk some hockey, goddammit. Uh, today in Blues History, Curtis of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, March 31st, 1970. Bob Plager of the St. Louis Blues was named one of the St. Louis's, uh, was named one of St. Louis's top 10 best groomed men of 1970. And there's an article. It's a, uh, I, I don't, I can't imagine this is still a thing. Maybe it is. It just doesn't get the press it used to, I guess. Um, uh, this, so this article says, uh, defenseman Bob Plager received a letter yesterday informing him that he has been named one of St. Louis's top 10 best groomed men of 1970 by, by the Barbers, Hairdressers, and Cosmetologists and Proprietors International Union of America, local number 102. He's been invited to receive the award at the group's Total Man show Sunday at 3 p.m. in the Chase Park Plaza Hotel. Uh, it had been fun to see what that was all about the total man show <laughs> uh, all i could think about is the fashion show from Slapshot. yes now we should have the segment the soundbite ready to go <laughs> i was gonna say we have that soundbite ready to go here soon right um no i uh when i whip I, it out you know, I want to say real quick uh, to add to anybody who is uh, still depressed about last week's news about Bob Plager. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, Thomas Lynch, uh, say not in grief he is no more, but live in thankfulness that he was. And I think that's uh, looking at this story. That's something that reminds me is it's, you know, anybody who was maybe alive in 1970 that might remember this. I find it hard to believe anybody does, <laughs> but uh, this is quite the Bob Plager story. That is yeah. fantastic. I, uh, 
I love this. I I would love to see them still do something like this. I think maybe that's, they do. That's great. Maybe they do. Maybe it's just not like a nobody cares anymore. I don't know. Uh, March 31st, 1990, Brett Hull of the St. Louis Blues scored a pair of goals as he set the NHL record, uh, the NHL season record for goals by a right winger with 72 in the 6-3 loss to the uh, Minnesota North Stars. And then March 31st, same day, following year, the very next year, Brett Hull of the St. Louis Blues became only the second player to score 86 goals in a season in the 2-1 win over the Minnesota North Stars. And, of course, the first player to do that was Vladimir Chepiturkin. <laughs> yes, the chubby turkey. <laughs> there needs to be a chubby turkey, uh, a Chepiturkin uh, something around. Uh, you know, I reference him so much. I have tried to find him for the show, and I, I don't know how to get a hold of him. If anybody's listening, I know our friend of the show, Jamie Rivers. Jamie, if you know how to get a hold of your old teammate, Vladimir Chepiturkin, please. Let me know. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure that Jamie Rivers hates our show. <laughs> I think he does. But I, you think, okay. Keyboard so Warriors. Couple, keyboard Warriors. Keyboard Warriors. That soundbite uh, he's referring to us, by the way. And that, that's why we. I know he that. is, which we're not keyboard warriors, we're microphone warriors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Rivers is a hockey player, he's not a scholar. Okay. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, um, um, I w- okay. I recently watched. I'm I'm a big zombie nerd, and don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not just going off on. You talking? You talking? Rob um, or Walking Dead? Well, okay, Walking Dead is a show I couldn't get into. I really, really tried. I couldn't get into it, and the, I, I'm going to try again. The first like um, but three four seasons, I thought were really really well. I think uh, I watched. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I watched a show called Z Nation, uh, which is awful, and I will say the production value. Way worse than The Walking Dead. So I'm not even going to like try and argue that. it's The show was way worse than Walking Dead. But I watched it, and I kept telling a friend how much I hated this show. I'm like, but I can't stop watching it. And he's like, you're hate-watching it. And I didn't even realize that that's a term. You hate-watch something. It's so bad, you can't stop watching so I like to think that's what Jamie Rivers does with our show. What's it? I think uh, he tunes in every week, and he's just like, "What fucking bullshit are they gonna say this week?" Keyboard warriors. <laughs> I think I, I I think I hate watched. Uh, was it Tiger? Was it Tiger King? Is that what it's called? The Tiger. What is it called? The on Netflix. Yeah, yeah I that never... was. Yeah, I, I watched like three or four episodes, and I really hated every single character on that show. And I kept watching it, and I not in the whole thing. I stopped. I kind of want to start watching it again, just just to say I finished it. But I oh, hate I the show. It. I hate the show so much. It's yeah. uh, never, it's never started it. Couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it. One look at that dude. Just yeah. Did you did you see he uh, he wrote President Trump asking for a pardon when Trump was still president? Yeah, and he was really upset that he didn't get one. <laughs> well, you know what the, the funny thing is that would not have been surprised in the least if Trump had pardoned him. It would have just been it just, well, I, it, 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 the, that would have rounded out uh, 2020 perfectly. <laughs> well, you know, you know who yeah. um, who did get a pardon from President Trump? Our friend Dustin Paul from Mighty <laughs> That's the worst segue ever. No, it's the best one ever. Hey guys, it's Jeff. I'm constantly finding myself grinding away in the corners with weight loss or muscle gain. 
Whenever I asked the experts for help, it was never anything feasible for my lifestyle. I spoke with my friend Dustin over at rockinthatidlife.com, and he explained that there's something known as active fat, which is fat stored in our abdomen that influences hormonal functionality. Because it's in the abdomen, it's close to vital organs. Don't you want something that'll be your third man in? RockinThatIDLife.com offers Slim Plus, which helps remove stored fat and burn it as energy. Slim Plus also includes alpha lipoic acids, which functions as the team bus, transporting nutrients where they need to be stored within your body. This will assist with energy and improve your overall mood. So whether you're looking to put on muscle or lose weight, Slim Plus has your back. Find out more at rockinthatidlife.com. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Half the words in that uh, that promo, Jeff. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you uh, had no idea what you were saying when you read them. <laughs> Ribonucleic uh, something or other. Ribonucleic the, acid. <laughs> the, What's fatty mean? I don't know active, what fatty is. Active fat. Act, I was when I heard the active. I'm thinking, you know, I I there were some guys I played hockey against that were I could they could be labeled as active fat. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> uh, you know, you know who you are. The guys you know I played Dustin hockey Paul? against. You know who you are. Dustin Paul, we are going to start a uh, a, uh, a hockey team and call it the Active Fat. <laughs> the Active Fat. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, the uh, end of March is here. And the Blues, um, the last few games, they really needed – and we talked about this. They really needed to pick up at least two wins that we, I, I was, I mean, that's a arbitrary, you know, you, you got to do this uh, two wins in the last, in the three games versus Minnesota, Anaheim, Anaheim. You're thinking you got to beat Anaheim both times. You have to, and maybe lose to Minnesota. Okay. But you gotta, I mean, you can't lose to the last place team in the division when you need points. You're fighting for well, that and, fourth and, spot. And at, the, and at the least, maybe you get a couple overtimes and you lose. Maybe you get one win two overtime losses at the very least you're getting points out of games yes. that's what you're hoping for and they got they got one one point out of yeah. a possible six and that was in a game they led two nothing and and blew it and lost in overtime never had possession in overtime uh not once and that was like a minute and a half in so which and we yeah. all know overtime overtime goes i mean you cannot touch the puck for a minute and a half in overtime easy because teams just take it slow they'll they'll, they'll back out to center and they'll pass it around wait for an opportunity well that's and that's what they did they yeah. they the, the ducks kept circling back waiting for their moment and that's fine um i could be completely wrong on this but the game that the blues uh beat the franchise record for wins against toronto uh, back in 2019, um, yeah. Ryan O'Reilly made a good defensive play and then came down and scored. Um, I want to say that was the first time the Blues had possession in that overtime. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but if you, if, but I want to say Toronto well, controlled that overtime. Well, they all did. you need is one chance. Right. That was a game where, again, go back and watch the tape. Tell me I'm wrong, but you don't need possession. You need one chance. That's all you need, and it needs to be set up to where the goalie has no chance. And so I don't even blame them for not having possession in overtime. Let the Ducks keep circling back to center, wait for your moment, make the right play. But they didn't 
that that the way that uh, who was it that scored the overtime winner was that Raquel? Is Manson? No, Manson. It was the defenseman. The way he, yeah, the way he cut into the middle and just had a great chance on Biddington one on one. You can't let that well, happen in overtime. Yeah, Shen Shen missed. You know, let him get a step on him. Manson's a big guy. He's gonna muscle his way to the front, and Biddington was down too early. I mean, it was just not, you know, not good by either Shen or Bennington on that play. I thought, I thought Bennington was down early, but I also thought that it was a very, very good shot. Uh, oh, it no. was. It was yeah. a great shot. Yeah. I mean, absolute, you know, a, a skill play from a guy you don't think is going to make a skill play. And that may have been Bennington's thinking. I mean, he's, oh, this guy is, he can't put it there. And he did. So I, I had to look it up. Real quick, sorry. I I don't know why this this just popped in my head as Manson's been in the NHL for a while now. Um, I had to see if he was related to Dave Manson. Uh, yes, Dave Manson, former Blackhawk, uh, mm-hmm. is a uh, he is his father, and and yep. Josh Manson was actually born in Chicago. Yeah. So there you go. There you have it. There you are. Uh, Hoffman was scratched in uh, the Sunday overtime loss versus Anaheim. He uh, skated on the second line with Shen and Pron today, though. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, you, I, you, comments on uh, uh, the scratching of Hoffman uh, versus how Hoffman has been used by Brube and uh, there's talk of him being, I mean, I think a lot of fans want him traded. Um, but, and JR actually brought up, you know, his uh, tweeted, which actually surprised me a little bit. Uh, it's not too often you see reporters uh, or writers uh, with press creds um, question the coaching decisions like uh, Jr. did. I thought it was kind of out there. I thought, it, I mean, not out there, but it was kind of uh, ballsy. And actually, what a lot of Blues fans are thinking uh, that Brube is misusing Hoffman uh, quite a bit on the team. He- he, I think, I think he has a little more clout with the Blues, and obviously, I think STL today he's not there anymore. I think Athletic kind of says like, "Hey, if you can do this stuff, do it. If you can get away with it." Yeah. Um, Bill, I want, I want you to take the the Hoffman question, uh, but mm-hmm. I want to add uh, real quick in the Facebook chat, Kurt, Katie Baumgartner says, "Hey, Kurt." So I'm guessing she's a friend of yours. Yes. Yes. Is that is that all it says? Hey, Kurt. That's all it says. Yeah. Hey, Katie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted because I know you don't normally have Facebook up. So no, I, I well, last week I did because last week I did because you weren't here. That Facebook is yeah, yeah. That's that's all you. I. Uh, and it was fine. Yeah, I, I it was heard fine. you guys talking. I thought, I thought, man, I should have just tuned in just to like write in the YouTube chat. Hey guys, Facebook comment here. <laughs> uh, but Bill, uh, jump jump into uh, whatever your thoughts are on uh, Hoffman scratched or or. Baruby's use, whatever you think. What do you want to talk about? Go ahead. Well, clearly, Bar- clearly, Baruby has misused him because he's not going to get forty. I mean... <laughs> yeah, if he would have used him properly, Bill, your your right. prediction would have come too far. You can't say that as I'm taking a drink, asshole. <laughs> Sorry. God. Sorry. No. <laughs> he. So, I think you know he he isn't the prototypical uh, Baruby player. He's he's not the you know not the guy who's going to go to the corner and retrieve pucks. Um, he'll go to the corner to pick up a loose puck on a power play, but he's not going to go in and try to muscle somebody off. And they knew um, that coming so, in. Though. They knew that when they got right. it. Right. 
Right. And, and so I think a couple of things have played out, uh, you know, against Hoffman. Uh, the biggest one being uh, Robert Thomas being out for several weeks. You know, they, they had amazing chemistry early on, you know, preseason early on in the year, um, <clears throat> you know, which led uh, this idiot to say, uh, yeah, you can get 40. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I think that's hurt him. Um, but, but yeah, trying to, you know, trying to force, you know, force a, uh, round peg into a square hole doesn't work. Well, sometimes I guess that works. It's the square peg into the round hole that never works. I just, I, I, I do agree to an extent, just to finish my thought on that, that, that he has been misused. I think that okay, so early in the season, they had Hoffman on the power play uh, and, and they were on the first line power play and they were feeding him left and right. And uh, there were a few games where he was teeing off left and right uh, at will. And I loved it. I think he had mm-hmm. a goal uh, in one of those games, but, uh, uh, but I, I, still, that that to me, his goals were going to come with with that situation because that's what that's where he excels. So he's a fairly one dimensional player. He's not awful defensively. He's just not great defensively. Um, but his strength, he has one major strength. And if you don't play to your to to one of your players one major strength, then what are you doing? You're trying to make him do something like you said. Round peg, square hole, whatever. Uh, it's just, I don't think you're taking advantage of an opportunity to get the most out of the player that you received, in which you knew what you were getting when you got him. I, you know, I, I, and, and goal scoring is what is what we're looking for right now. We're suffering putting pucks in the net, and you have a guy who excels at that, just one dimensionally, albeit, but still. Uh, let him do what he excels at and feed him and see if that can help with the production on the scoreboard. I, I think uh, you have a guy that can do that, and you're not taking advantage of that. Jesse Hill agrees with you, Kurt. He says, uh, let him tee away. Uh, Hoffman not playing with top six players is a waste of time. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll add uh, Puck Guy 14, our friend over at Teal Town USA. Quick hello, boys. Well wishes. Go Sharks. I loved wearing my Blues jersey on my show last week. Um, and I think Jeff Ponder is the greatest host of all time. That's you, so nice of you to say, Eric. You I must appreciate have a that. different version of the YouTube chat up. I don't. I'm no, not... no, it's there. What it, browser are you use... using, Jeff? Is this a different browser? You've got to, you, you've got to use uh, uh, Milk on your computer milk. screen and then and I then thought... wipe it away. Okay. I thought you were going to yeah, say, it's, is it Opera? Use an it's Opera? It's code. It's, oh. Yeah. It's hidden yeah, yeah. hidden text. Netscape Navigator text, is that you yep. using? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm actually using, and, and I'm also, he sent to me on Friendster as Friendster, well. Friendster, so. yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, we're only, um, we, well, well, I'm only on MySpace, so MySpace Okay, people. all right, well, there you go, that's what it is. But anyway, uh, no, with uh, with Mike Hoffman, um, I agree, uh, listen, we've, I, I said, I think two weeks ago, uh, I questioned uh, Barubi with uh, uh, not playing Bennington back-to-back against Vegas, I think that was a, Huge miss on his part. That's the first time I've truly questioned his decisions. And I'm going to defend him to a certain extent and say he knows this roster better than anybody, maybe other than Doug Armstrong. Uh, 
But I do agree on the outside looking in, it does seem that Mike Hoffman has not really been used properly. Um, you put him with a guy like Ryan O'Reilly consistently, especially when this team isn't winning. Uh, put him out there for six, seven, eight games, see what happens. That has not happened yet this season. Uh, he's bounced around the lineup. Now he's a healthy scratch. Um, I'd like, yes, he's lazy. We've seen it. In the defensive zone, he's not a Baruby, you know, full 200-foot game player. But again, one of you mentioned, we knew that coming into this season, that that wasn't who he was. So you've got to play to his strengths. And I don't know if it's a Jim Montgomery call or not, but him not being on the top power play unit, come on. I mean, I get early in the season they were struggling, so you want to try things differently. But he's a power play guy. Give him another chance on that top unit. Put him out there with Tarasenko. Let O'Reilly and Falk and Krug or whoever set him and, and Tarasenko up from each side and see what happens. I, have they you even know, tried that one time on the power play this season? You know what? Uh, when we acquired Falk before last season, uh, he, he was thought, okay, we, he can help out. He can contribute on the power play. He's a he's a he's a specialist like that. So, and he but he didn't last year. It was always like, wow, he's not even helping the power play out. So, and now we get Hoffman, and but but you know, Falk is is contributing now. I mean, well, not recently. Offensively, he's kind of gone into a slump, but uh, but still, uh, now we have Hoffman, who is new to the organization, new to the team, and he's not contributing on the power play. Uh, so, I mean. You got two guys that you acquired in the last two years that were supposed to help in the heart of Krug too. Uh, Krug is, has some points, but he's not. I, I didn't. I don't have his power play numbers up. I could look it up real quick here, but he has uh, one goal and five assists on the power play. Out of uh, so six points out of his uh, eighteen on the power play. That's not I think bad. that's yeah. the same. That's the same line of statistics that Bill Day had uh, in his last high school season on the power play. As a goalie, <laughs> as a goalie, <laughs> yeah. that the you know that CBC's team was stacked. So yeah, that was the goal. They always just slid it back to Bill and said, "Hey, take a so, shot, buddy. Come on." So it's just kind of interesting to me that the, the uh, last season we had uh, issues with Falk and the power play producing, and now we have issues with Hoffman and the power play producing. Um, you know where they produced elsewhere on the power play. It's just kind of. Interesting, because the, the I mean they have the talent around them. It's not they're not on buff. We're not it's not, we're not the Sabers. They have talent around them to, you know, to get this done, and it's just not clicking. So I mean, two years. Hey, in a row, don't man. don't be don't be pulling down the Sabers. They've won more games in the last week than the Blues have. That is true. That's <laughs> sad. That's sad. That's that is the saddest statistic of the night. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jim Montgomery was supposed to be, you know, the, the thing, you know, it was uh, Mark Savard last year, right? Yeah. You know, he's, he's this great power play mind. And then um, they bring in Montgomery and Savard's gone. Um, and the Dallas Stars power play under Montgomery before he got fired was just insane. Like the, the numbers that they put up. Um, but they use, you know, I think for the most part, you know, they, they use some, some different tactics, um, try a little more download plays. Um, the blues don't do that. They, they try to set mostly everything up off the, off the half wall. Um, but 
I, I don't know. You know, at this point, at this point in the season, you need points, you need wins, you got to try some other things. You maybe you set up with uh, Tarasenko and Hoffman on the same unit, and you know, have them as you know a one A one B ready to pull the trigger. Um, you know, obviously, we, you know, we talked about Tarasenko and the the rare one timer goal that he scored. Um, but having, having those two left shots over there, you're going to spread the defense out. I, I think the biggest thing for the blues is they, they always try to force everything through the middle of the slot, um, whether it's a shot or, you know, try to pass and, and teams just collapse down the middle on them and, and take everything away. And let me, let me add real quick with, with your reference to Jim Montgomery's power play being so great in Dallas. Uh, Dallas without Jim Montgomery this year, seventh in the NHL at a uh, 24.1%. So clearly Dallas, uh, they've figured out their power play. They've, I don't know if it's a structure thing, if it's a players on the ice thing, but, uh, even without Montgomery, their numbers are great. So yeah. it makes you question how much did Montgomery contribute to that power play? Well, uh, I know that. Uh, like Bill mentioned before Montgomery left Dallas, their power play was great. And if you look at the charts, as soon as he left, their offense tanked. It did the, the, the offense just was not unproductive for a, uh, a while. So, I mean, that could have been a number of things, uh, turmoil or whatever, but um, you, I, I can't imagine that just removing a guy that was running the power play uh, that was working, would all of a sudden ruin the power play because the players still know what they're supposed to do, but they just weren't getting it done. So is there a silver lining to the uh, last couple games? Uh, I, I think, I mean, maybe we might all agree that the, that the Blues, I, I thought anyway, that they've played much better the last two games. I thought that, uh, you know, they, they had a lot of shots on goal, especially on Sunday. They had some great chances too. Um, and they out, they deserved to win that game, but they just didn't. Uh, so, I mean, that is a silver lining for me as opposed to the way they have been playing prior, but Anaheim is the worst team in the division, uh, tied for second worst team in the NHL. The only worst team is Buffalo. So, uh, which is Buffalo is one of the worst teams of all time <laughs> this season. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess I, you, I, so, so I guess I, I, based on the, the opponent's skill level, like Anaheim, they're not very good at all. So the blues looked better against them. So does that like that take away from the blues uh, no. performance last couple games? No, I, I think the blues ever since pretty early in the Hitchcock era, I think they have been known as a team that plays to the level of their opponent. Um, and I think that's what we saw against Anaheim. I think they played great against Anaheim. You're right. They deserved a win. Um, and I think, honestly, that's why I'm still slightly optimistic about their playoff chances, even though the hell they have coming in their schedule. Um just because I think they they play the better teams well because they they play to the level of the opponent. But I will say there is a constant issue with this Blues team since Baruby took over, really since Mike Yo, where 
I feel like they make the opposing goalie look like a superstar. And and mm-hmm. I know as a fan of the team, it's easy to to say that and 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 say it in a very sarcastic and pissed off manner. But I feel like with this team, it's more apparent than ever. Um, Anthony Stolarz has stepped up and played great uh, in the short amount of time he's played in in uh, Anaheim this year. But at the end of the day, he's barely an NHL goaltender. He is a fringe NHL goaltender, and I thought. The Blues, while they had some great scoring chances, um, they really never stretched the envelope. They they really never – they're a dynamic offensive team, and I felt like a lot of stuff they did was easily telegraphed by the Anaheim defense and by Anthony Stolarz. Um, again, played great, good enough to win, but – when Anaheim's taking advance uh, or taking uh, uh, advantage of their opportunities, and then Anthony Stolarz is going to stop everything he sees, and and the Anaheim defense is going to play great in front of him, you're not going to get that win. You've got to get creative. You got to do something crazy. Uh, you got to take chances. You got to take risks. And I just didn't see this team doing that to the extent of the, the extent they needed to win that game. Yeah, no, I I was gonna say that game. Um, you know, I I think it, that's that's the game, the example of stick the knife in the eye and twist it, right? That's the mentality you have to have. The Blues. It was the first time in what eight games that they scored the first goal of the game, yeah. and you know it seemed like they got those for those two goals in the first period, and they're like, oh, we got this, and they they just get comfortable. And, you know, the other team's able to push back and, and uh, you know, come back. Stolarz was fantastic in that game. Mm. You know, it was a great, great goaltending performance. But, yeah, we, we made him look good. And, you know, you go back, you mentioned Mike Yo. You go back to Yo's last game. We made Cal Peterson in one of his first five starts in the league look like a, a superstar. And that game got Yo fired. So this And Cal Peterson has game. looked... He's looked great against the Blues every start. He's yes. looked like an NHL starter every time he's played the Blues. You know, I, w- I would feel a little more confident um, about the Blues play recently. I, 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 you know, I, I worked myself up saying, okay, they're, they're coming around. They're playing better hockey. Um, they know they have to. They're working it out slowly but surely. They're getting better. I'd feel better about it if they hadn't gotten thumped by Vegas just a few games ago. Um, you know what I mean? Cause, cause now we're going to go back. I mean, the, the, the Vegas was almost like a, like a test for, okay, you got a tough month coming up. You got some easy games here. We're going to throw in, throw in Vegas to just to see how you're doing. And they got thumped with five to one and didn't look good either. So I, uh, I'm, 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 very, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this team is going to, uh, continue to figure it out and getting some players back. You know, Barbashev's a maybe for Friday. Um, that'll be a nice addition. Um, but uh, but man, I mean, it, going right against Colorado. I mean, a team that's in my mind is going to finish first in the division. Um, I, I just we'll see. Um, I think uh, what I like what I'm seeing out of Thomas since he's come back. I think Thomas has been very dynamic. I think he's so close to breaking out. Um, he's, uh, but, uh, and Tarasenko's goal on Sunday was a thing of beauty. Holy cow. Um, 
I think uh, the Blues official Twitter account said, uh, Vintage Tarasenko. I'm like, no, it wasn't, but it was awesome. <laughs> he, was that the uh, the one-timer, right? Yeah, the one-timer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is not Vintage Tarasenko. No. Is, I don't think I've ever seen him do that, ever. No, that was one of the first one-timers I've ever seen him take. <laughs> it's actually the gripe on him that he doesn't take enough of those. It's, just, it's like yeah. the opposite of Vintage, I don't, whatever that is. Um. No, I'll add uh, real quick, um, Bill. I, I know you being a Canadiens fan, you've probably watched a fair amount of of the the Canadian division sponsored by uh, Pfizer. I don't know who is it. I don't even know. But <laughs> it's a it's a who is it? It's one of the it's Bell Rogers. What is it? Yeah, I don't it's, remember. It's yeah. It's um, those, here, those. hold on. Hold on, I can tell you because I am on the standing phase. It's the Scotia. 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 It was, it right. was one of the anyway, big entities in Canada. So yeah. you 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 watch a, probably a fair amount of the uh the the what do they call it, the North Division. Uh Kurt, I don't know about you. I don't know if you're watching any other Just divisions a whole lot. Scotia, right. Um I uh I I've been watching a little bit more of the Central and and um I uh, I feel like watching the play of the other divisions. I feel like they're playing at a playoff level, and and maybe again, this is just because I'm a fan of a team in the West Division. But I look at the way the Blues are playing, and even the Avalanche and the Golden Knights and the the Coyotes, and insert Team Five here. Um, I feel like they're not playing at a, as high of a level as I'm seeing in the North division, in the central division. And it'll be interesting to see when the conference finals come up, how these teams battle each other. Cause I feel like they're all playing at different levels right now, depending on what division they're in. Yeah. 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 No, the, the, it, it's totally felt like anything but playoff hockey so far um, in most of the games that I've watched whether whether it's the West or the North, I I honestly I have not tuned in. Um, I I might have caught a period of a Dallas game, um, but I just I have not paid attention to to the Central since we're not there. Um, but it, I haven't seen the intensity um, night in night out from from any team. Uh, you know that. that... This that that's a good reason why this is not going to be kept next season. You know, there was a uh, there was some speculation that uh, oh the league's talking about it. No, they're not. They're not talking about it because this kind of sucks. Uh, you don't see other teams in the divisions at all. Um, and it's just it's a it's a bad situation. They're, they would never ever 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 keep this uh, scenario, this divisional uh, division only play. Uh, the uh, April schedule, so we talked about that. So we're in a dogfight with Arizona for the last playoff spot in the Honda West. Um, Honda West, see, I said it. They they were losing against Colorado tonight. Did they lose? They were losing like 4-1. to one. Um, It's uh, just started the third, 6-3, to three, Colorado. Okay, so Colorado should win that game. So the Blues should still be in <clears throat> fourth place uh, to uh, start their game on Friday. Um, so... Starting on Friday night, the Blues start one of the toughest months that uh, I think I can remember in franchise history. I know they had that really tough month in February of 19. Uh, aw, look at that. 
I got a lady here with at, me. How about got, that? That's a lady. It's a lady. <laughs> Jess, what do you think about the blues lately? They're terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> yep. I she's, can't hear you. So. She, oh, she's, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Because <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> they have been better. It's, it's the... hard to watch. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts instead of <laughs> watching the blues. Yeah, game. whenever whenever I'm uh, watching the blues game, she comes down here and watch, and plays video games, which I'm like, <laughs> I should like that, but it's like, well, are the blues well, really that bad? You can't even watch them. Well, she does. She does have a red jersey, so she does yeah. have a red jersey. <laughs> I do. <laughs> They're the best jersey. <laughs> she loves them. I mean, I mean, she's wrong, but okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what's cool. Well, let's have a you cool fight. Friends, I don't know. <laughs> you are friends with me, so that right. doesn't mean you're not as cool. That is true. I, I don't I don't know how to pick them, so maybe I don't know how to pick jerseys either. Um, <laughs> I, I so I I can't remember a tougher month uh, off the top of my head that the Blues are going to go through. So 14 of the 15 games they have in April are against the top three in this division. Six against Colorado, six against Minnesota, two against Vegas, one against Arizona. Um, if if we play really well in April, we may catch Minnesota and finish third as we play them six times. So if we play well in April, we play them six times, maybe we maybe we can uh, we can uh, catch them if they if they pass us. If we don't play very well, we will almost certainly miss the playoffs. That's almost a given. So Arizona's schedule, the team that we the the primary worry for us of pulling out of playoffs is Arizona. So they have a big game tonight against Arizona. We talked about they're losing. Uh, they're currently one point behind St. Louis with the same number of games played. Uh, seven of Arizona's 15 games in April are versus the bottom three in the division. Two against Anaheim, three against LA, three against Vegas, one against Colorado, one against us, three against Minnesota, and two against San Jose. So if Arizona pulls ahead of us the next few games, uh, we only play them one more time, so uh, our opportunity to catch them uh, is hurt by the fact we only play them one time. So if we were to play them four or five times in April, we'd have a chance to play head-to-head to catch them if we needed to catch them. But So we'll see how it plays out. This is going to be very interesting in April. Yeah. It, it makes that, that crazy you know seven-game series that we played – uh, play them back in February, just all all the you know the crazier uh, at this point. I mean, just throwing throwing a lot of wrenches into the you know the the possibilities, the the three point games and and that kind of thing. So um, it's <clears throat> we're gonna have to get uh, get a lot of help. Um, obviously, we're looks like we're getting help tonight from. You know, teams above us in the standings. Uh, well, one well, team above us. Not in the Vegas. Standings. Vegas is shit in the bed against LA. Right. So, um, which sucks because yeah. LA is not that far behind us, and so I don't want them yeah. to get hot either. Right. They've got two games in hand. Yeah. Um, six points out. So hopefully Vegas can come back and at least you know win that in overtime or something. Um, but Colorado, you know, with that, the handy, you know, six, three lead, hopefully, hopefully they'll ride that out. And like a uh, few people I've seen on Twitter say tonight, um, use up all their goals before we get there on a Friday night. Uh, they are getting healthier. 
Uh, I mentioned the Barbashev may return on Friday. Uh, he comes off LTIR. Uh, Pareko is looking close. Uh, it was kind of hinted today that uh, that I, I got the impression, and nothing was said, but I just got the impression the way it was worded that uh, when they mentioned Barbashev uh, might play on Friday, uh, they said Pareko uh, is, is like not – like they gave the impression he might play Saturday or very soon, the next two or three games. I don't know if you guys got that vibe or not. Yeah, I have two. It's it's odd because I um I I I I saw like you know we talk about the bulging disc. I don't know if any of that's really true. We I know you guys talked about it last week, but it's uh I feel like he is probably fairly close, right? I mean, we keep seeing that he's playing in practice with the team. He's he's out there. He's you know taking contact drills, but if he's got a bulging disc or anything like that, really? Is he yeah. really that close? But apparently he has to be. So if he can if if Pareko's close to, to coming back and we've got Barbashev, uh, which I think is a huge addition for your fourth line. I mean I, Dakota Joshua, we've raved about him this year, but I think having Barbashev back is gonna be huge. It's um it definitely adds a different dynamic to this team, but man, I just I don't know. I'm I'm leery about about Colton Pareko coming back right now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a Pareko-sized hole in this defense. But <laughs> it, if if there is anything, you know, in, in to to um, the bulging desk, you you know, I, we talked about this before. I'd almost prefer shut him down and, and have surgery. That's going to make it work. You know, long-term this, this season, you know, this season is what it is. I don't expect a whole lot of success. So, um, you know, if, if it's for the long-term success of this team, for him to, to have had surgery, I think that was the right choice. Don't rush him back unless, unless you know. Don't don't just take him at his word that he feels good enough to play. Don't risk long term injury for this season. Uh, upcoming, we got uh, we'll talk about some lines in today's practice and the uh, traded line and some uh, some thoughts on some players that have been rumored to, or his fans are calling to be traded or, or players available. So uh, after this word from uh, Centerize Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. You know, the audio at the end of the, uh, the, the horn uh, going off in the Let's Go Blues chant, that is actually from recorded at Sunrise Brewery. So just if those of you are curious. And who was blowing yeah. that? Uh, Vuzela. Uh, that would be uh, Brody. He was a, uh, uh, a guest that night because he no longer works there, but he came in and they gave him the Vuvuzela to, uh, to blow. 
Uh, in a game we lost, by the way. That was against San Jose, I think. So, mm. yeah. yeah uh, so Eric, I hate if to you're say still it, in the chat, are, get out. Yeah, we are um, <laughs> 0 4 when we've all gone to, when any of us have gone to uh, center ice this year. That's not true. Is that That's right? not true. We won, we won last time I went. Last oh, time, they did. Last time I went, yeah. Last time Amy and I went, Amy and I went was uh, two Friday, Saturdays ago. Yep. Yep, they won. So, and it was the first time they so, won uh, this season uh, going there. So, this weekend's going to be the test of when we're all there. <laughs> right. Yeah, and oh, what a test it's going to be. If they win yes, like 10 to sorry. 1, we're going to have to come every single game. I, you know, um, it really is. I mean, if they, let, let's, hypothetically, let, let's just say that they, they went on Friday and they went on Saturday against Colorado. I mean, your outlook for the season completely changes, does it not? I mean, oh, yeah. this, this is such a huge two games. If they can, if they can manage to beat, to, to up their game, I mean, now I'm, I'm asking, something that they haven't done all season and then play probably need to play better than they have all season or since the first game of the season when they whooped Colorado, uh, they need to play that way again twice. And if they, I mean, I don't, I'm not confident they can do it, but I'm hopeful. And I'm just thinking if they could do that, then all of a sudden blues nation is like put slams on the brakes says, Oh, what, what happened? Wait a minute. Okay. We're, we're a team now. <laughs> we can play hockey now. So things are different now. So this game, these two games are huge coming up. So we'll see. And I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to a challenge. The Blues in the past have traditionally played to the level of their opponent, whether it be a bad team or a good team. Uh, this season, not so much. <laughs> they've, they've kind of played poorly against everybody, uh, or inconsistent, I guess I should say. Um, but the line today in practice um, with uh, so Schwartz or O'Reilly Tarasenko, on the first line, Hoffman, Shen, Perron. Second line, Sanford, Tom, Thomas, Cairo on the third. Clifford, Bozak, Blay on the fourth. Uh, extras were De La Rose and Barbashev. Defense is Krug and Falk, Scandell and Dunn, Walman and Bertuzzo. And extras were Mikola and Pareko. Uh, Bennington was, uh, and obviously Huso. So anything you would change about these lines? Because uh, this may be what you see going into Friday with the addition I of think... Barbashev, probably, if he plays. So where, where would you yeah, put him? I, I mean, Robert is a fourth-line guy. Where would you put him? I think against Colorado, I could see Clifford even maybe coming out, maybe even Blay uh, coming out. Um, did, man, what is what is happening with our uh, – I'm sorry, our outline's uh, really messing up on me right now. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, but anyway, um, I think – Yeah. Dude. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying. It, I'm trying to look at the lines just... right now, and it keeps fucking with me. Uh, Bill, you're noticing that too. I, I yeah, see. It, it I, just winked out on me too. Really? I'm looking. It's just fine for me. <laughs> That's weird. I'm not doing um, it. I'm not touching. Anyway, it. I'm not touching. Anyway, so uh, I think that I think one thing that we're going to see changed mid game. I think you'll see Shannon O'Reilly flipped. Um. I think I think we'll see O'Reilly on the Hoffman Perron line, Shen on the Schwartz Tarasenko line. Um, other than that, Barbashev, I could see him coming in for Clifford or Blay. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they may wait till Saturday, see how this this works out before inserting Barbashev, because unless he's absolutely no question one hundred percent, 
then I think you have to put him in. But, you know, if it's, okay, he's 90, 95%. I could see them sitting him Friday, playing him Saturday. Uh, but um, overall, I, I like the lineup. It's just, let's see these guys actually produce. You know, let's see these... Uh, Let's see these lines actually shake out and play a whole game and, and see how they do. I'd like to see um, Barbashev play on the third line, left wing, and I'd like to see um, Clifford benched and uh, Sanford bumped down to fourth line, left wing. That because I, I I don't think you can't I don't think you can't move Bozak. Um, Oh, you could, but you, I and I, I, you know, in the in the past, they've kind of moved Thomas around from the wing to center. I, I, I'd rather have Thomas at center uh, to keep him where he's most dynamic, right? Um, I don't know, and I think almost with the defense, I think I'd almost want to put uh, uh, Mikkel in for Bertuzzo. And, you know, I know you got Wallman and Mikkel on the on the on the third line pairing there. Which is some experience, but I don't care. Do it anyway. Uh, I, I I like Mikola. I like Wallman. I think I think Mikola brings a more, much more of an offensive upside than Bertuzzo. Um, and if you're looking for O, I mean, I think that's your, that's your. I don't know. I, I, I that that's what I would play with. I, I don't know if I would put Bertuzzo in or not. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see Bertuzzo in there no matter what, um, just because he's going to, you know, Baruby. Baruby likes his his heavy guys, and um, Bortuzzo's but, got uh, you know what, got though? some retribution to bring against Colorado. Well, but you know what though, he's not fast, and Colorado's a fast. No, team. he is. Uh, you're right. Mikko's much faster. I think with Mikko in the lineup, I think our defense is pretty fast. Uh, I think Bertuzzo yeah. is the is the anchor on the, the not in a good way. He's the the, right. the speed wise the anchor that holds them right, down. holds them back. Holds them back. Yeah, right. but I, I'd like but to I'll see more speed in there. Yeah, I agree. But I think in the overall in the penalty kill, I think Bertuzzo honestly is one of the best penalty killers this team has. Yeah, but still, right. well, stay out of the he's box. not the guy in the box. You, yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You, the team meeting for the game. Okay, Mikola's in for Bertuzzo. Stay out of the box. <laughs> that's the that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that you know this this two game sets you know going to be uh, fast pace and a lot of shots. Um, you know, with Colorado, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of shots coming through. I'm a little hesitant to put Barbie back in there. Um, you know, coming off an ankle injury, um, I I can totally see. You know, he. he goes to block a shot and out he goes again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you need and, to get him back in at some point, but you know, I, I just, I, I, I definitely would worry about that. Um, I, I like Portuzo in this series uh, because his penchant for blocking shots, um, the blues are never going to beat Colorado in a speed game. So, right. But okay. So as far as like, um, Barbashev coming in. So I I hate Sanford with Thomas and Cairo. I really do. I, I I think I think Sanford ruins that line. I I don't think he's you know, you got two very dynamic players uh on the on the third line. Maybe two I mean two of the three most dynamic players on the team, uh Thomas and Cairo. And you put 
Sanford with him, who is not dynamic at all. Uh, he's he's a, he can be effective in a certain role, and I think that's you know you put him with Bozak and Blay on the fourth. I think he's he's a better fit there, and I think you said Clifford um, in this game. I, oh, I I, I agree on percent. I've I've said that for the last year. I, I again I'm I'm a Sanford apologist. But I think it's because he's a bottom six forward. I think if you play him, I, I was trying to think of a comparable for him. And for me, I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Michelle Picard. Does that name sound familiar mm-hmm. to anybody? Yeah. Former oh, yeah. Blue. Um, a guy who had some of the best hands I have ever seen. But his his game speed, he was just too slow and could not keep up with, with the pace of the game, even in the late nineties, early two thousands. And the game's gotten even faster. That's who I compare Zach Sanford to. I think he's a guy who has great hands. He's got a great hockey IQ. I just think he, he's just a little too slow to keep up with a top six in any NHL roster. I think if, if he's a bottom six guy, he he plays the defensive game and he gives you a little offensive spark here and there. That's the type of play he can do. And I, I think playing him on the fourth line, that's where he belongs. Get him to understand the defensive game a little better. Let him fill in. I'm not saying he's going to be as good, but let him fill in for an Oscar Sundquist. Play him on the fourth line with Barbashev. See what he can do. I think, uh, and let him learn from playing those fourth line minutes. Maybe if, if Alexander Steen's still around, have Steen work with him. Uh, because I think that's the type of game he is suited for. I don't even know if uh, I'm against Sanford being on the third line. It just depends on who his line mates are. And when his line mates in practice today were Thomas and Cairo, I, I don't like that. I, I don't I don't think he fits with that with them at all. Uh, unless he just kind of hovers around the, the slot, you know, and uh, – looks for a redirection or something or a, a, a pass to the side of the net where he can kind of try and uh, whip it by the goalie. I, 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 don't, I don't think he, he fits with that, that that speed or the creativity that um, both Thomas and Kyber bring. And that's just, that's just me. Maybe. But there's a question in the, in the uh, YouTube chat about Bennington um, from Brian Roberts. He says, when we start talking about Bennington, uh, 886 since the start of last season, if you count the playoffs, He's not blaming this on him, but since basically last November, he's been hovering around 900, say, percentage. So I think it's been covered a lot uh, as far as Bennington's uh, lack of uh, ability to steal games this season. I think I tweeted it. Mm. I was like, it'd be great. When's the last time Bennington stole a game? I can't remember last time it's been. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, yeah. and you need the, every team needs that once in a while. And right, his I mean his his reputation that he built in 2019 um, is just anything but what he does today. He's he's not he's not a guy who has has stolen a game. He's not a guy that I count on to try to steal a game at this point. Right. You, you know. You know he's given up at least one goal every game, um, and you know that sometimes that's not enough for this pop gun offense. This team um, inexplicably has it sometimes. I actually listened pop to pop gun offense. <laughs> nice. I like that. 
I actually listened to, uh, I, I had it up <clears throat> the other day uh, and for some reason, and I ended up playing more than I expected. Uh, our off-season show after we won the Cup, just talking, like the, the day after we won the Cup. So we're talking about the team. We're talking about Bennington and the way he played. And it's just so interesting to hear us talk about him then and now to hear us talk about him now. Uh, hasn't been that long, but uh, it's it's it was it was it was I wouldn't I don't want to say it's depressing, but um, it things have changed a lot, and you wonder if they can reel it back in and get things under control, and uh, be not the guy he was necessarily, but be a at least a middle of the road to above average goaltender in the NHL, which is what we talked about that a team like the the makeup of this team right now uh, should not need an amazing goalie to win games. But I think this season they, they do. And we've talked about Jake Allen in the past when he wasn't standing on his head, stealing, he wasn't playing well, giving up a goal. They're like, oh, man, I wish we had that one. And we said that Jake Allen's play, uh, how goalies play directly affects the team in front of him. So, and when you see Bennington not, not standing on his head every now and then um, that, I mean, I'm not saying it does, but it can affect the team in front of you. And it can, um, and he's not allowing the types of goals that we were so critical of Allen allowing uh, in the past. That's not, that's not really comparing apples to apples. No, no, no. He's just not stealing the games. Right. Right. And, but that's what, he's not, he's, it, you talk about guys who steal games, Curtis Joseph, Grant Fjord. Yeah. You think of other blues goalies, even uh, I actually just, as weird as it sounds, um, Tom Barrasso, uh, I just uh, uh, posted a game on YouTube, highlights of uh, one of his first games, and he had an unbelievable game in 2002 when he first stepped in for the Blues and stole a game the Blues needed. And you just, you're not seeing that with Bennington right now. That's what we, we need to see. it When a team is injury depleted, and there's just, uh, you know, your your offensive stars aren't putting the puck in the back of the net. You need your goalie to come up with a one nothing win. You just need it. And we're not seeing it. And, again, we've talked on this show before about how people have claimed that we are uh, 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 Bennington fanboys. But uh, And I'll admit, I if, if, uh, if there's going to be any <laughs> podcaster in all of Blues podcasts, I'm probably the biggest Bennington fanboy because I he did get this team a cup, and I think he's played fine enough to win. But yeah, if there's going to be any criticism on him, it's that he's not pulled out that big W. And you know, again, people have said we in the past we were Jake Allen haters. Every now and then, Jake would pull out a ridiculous win, and it was just. God damn it. Why can't we see this all the time? Jake is, uh, he'll have one out of 10 games where he stands on his head and just steals a game. No matter how many goals the Blues put up, he's not allowing any. And we haven't seen that from Bennington all season. So it'd be nice to get something like that down the stretch here against some of these big teams. Jesse Hill, says, Jesse Hill in the YouTube chat says, "Why? but why do we as Blues fans harp on goalies? Why not Falk, Krug, Shen, O'Reilly? Um, I I do believe that fans harped on Falk like nobody's business last season. <laughs> yeah, he was hot. Yeah. He was harped on a lot, and I don't even think uh, I don't think Shen and O'Reilly need to be harped on that much. 
Um, especially Shen. I don't think Shen needs to be harped on. Um, I you, you, real quick. I, I don't know if you guys saw the athletic article about uh, projections for award winners. Um, I don't. I, uh, I can't remember who it was that posted it. Uh, name escapes me, but it. Uh, they basically pulled a bunch of other athletic writers and said, you know, hey, who, uh, you know, who would you, uh, you know, who wins this award? And they had a Norris vote, and uh, Drew Doughty was one of the top ones. And that shocked me because I said, and and because people even, they even said in there like, oh, well, they're not a playoff team, but he's playing great. And I'm like, if you're going to have Drew Doughty in there, Justin Falk Mm. belongs in there just as much as he does, if not more. Um, I think Falk's played fine. I, Oh. All season. Uh, he's he's not your big defenseman who's going to lumber guys in front of the net. But how many of those do we have in the NHL nowadays anyway? I think positionally, he's been just as good as anybody in the NHL. Uh, and I think Falk's been, Falk was one of the better players in the NHL um, for most of the season. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree completely. I mean, his name's coming up less and less lately. Um, he hasn't you know, scored I, in a while. That's why. Right, right, and he hasn't he hasn't been pushing the the offense too much. But I I think the team has has been trying to focus a little more on defense than they were. Um, you know. It, a question in the YouTube chat, you know, uh, is it, is it the injuries, you know, that, that contributed to, you know, to the people in front of Bennington, you know, that, that have led him to, you know, not posting shout outs. I don't know. Um, you know, obviously that's going to contribute, especially when you lose, you know, your big time grinders and Sungfist and Barbashev. Um, you know, they'll, they'll both, you know, throw their body in front of any shot in the league. Um, you know, you lose, you, you lose the, you know, the, the um, guy who should have been a, a you know, the perennial uh, Norris Trophy candidate, uh, captain uh, in Petrangelo. That's a huge drop off, especially, especially when Pareko's out injured. Um, but there's, as a goalie, you have to be able to steal a game, even if the defense in front of you is not the best. And uh, that that is that's just not who we're seeing Bennington be. Trade deadline is uh, April twelfth. Um, so I guess I mean that's not too far away. It's like 13, 12 days away. Um, so I. I mean, you you ask um, the random blues fan you uh, on on social media or wherever, uh, are we buyers, sellers, or neither? And you may get a tons of different answers. Um, personally, um, right now, I don't think you can say. But I, this this me, uh, I think it depends on how we play the, the like the first week of April, first three or four games in April. Uh, that's going to tell everything. And if we if we if we can play well against Colorado, win one maybe, uh, get, take three out of four points, something like that, um, then uh, it's a different story. I don't know. Uh, you know, there's there's Taylor Hall rumors. Um, there's uh, Bozak could be traded. Hoffman could be traded. Um, Sanford could be traded. Uh, people want Dunn gone. I'm not on that boat. Um, let, let's talk about Dunn for a second, if you guys uh, want to. But just to, like, how how are you undone? 
Did you guys uh, like? So he's an RFA after the season's over. So, I mean, if you can, I mean, obviously, just just saying trade him is is weird because you don't know what you're getting in return. But if you can get a good return for him, um, would you want? Do you want the Blues to move on? Are you are you done with done? <laughs> I guess. So, uh, you know, Kurt, I know you're a you've you've shown before that that you know you're a, a guy who believes in Dunn and I believe in Dunn. I think Dunn is a a guy who can contribute very well on any NHL roster. You know, he could be a top power play guy if used in the right situation. Um I don't like him on this team. I I've said it before. I I'm actually in the boat of I'm ready to see him go. I think with a team of Justin Falks and uh, uh, um, why am I drawing a blank? Tory Krugs and even Colton Pareko's, a guy who's going to mm. come back and has a heavy shot. I don't know if you need a Vince Dunn, and I've said it before. Scott Perunovich, even though he's out this season, I think he steps in in a Dunn role, uh, maybe even next season. So if you can move him for a solid. Uh, trade, I think you do it. Um, mm. I said, I think even going into this season, I think that I said, you know, if you uh, can move him at the deadline, you do it. But with him being a healthy scratch recently, I question whether you can get top value for him. Um, again, I, I know a lot of a lot of people have said, oh, well, Zach Sadford, when he's hot, you got to trade him. Not exactly how it works. Teams are going to look at, at you know, well, his whole body of work. What has he done? And I think right now the answer is Vince Dunn's a second, third line, third round pick. If he can step his game up to where he was even just a season, two seasons ago, I think he's a guy who could land you a pretty nice return. Um, but you got to play him. You got to, you got to yeah. get that production out of him. So I, I'm all for moving him if you get the right situation for him, but I think the better option is going to be to let him uh, uh, seek his RFA and then sign him to a deal and then start listening to offers. That's how yeah. I feel right now. Maybe that changes. Yeah, I, I can't imagine the market's going to be super excited about him. Um you know, in light of Shane Goss despair going on waivers and clearing last night. Um, I mean, they're, they're pretty similar kind of players. Um, Goss despair is a Hobie Baker winner. Um, you know, hasn't panned out uh, in the last couple of seasons as, as uh, Flyers fans would have hoped, but for a guy of his caliber to, to pass through waivers and, and nobody takes him on a free flyer, um, not to, not to use a pun, um, that that was bad uh but uh not to take him on a free you know uh, just have to clear cap space for him i I just i don't think that you're you're going to be able to pull back more than a third or fourth round pick um maybe find somebody who's who's out there uh to do it but uh um i don't know A, a team that needs a rebuild or or maybe maybe it's you know um you know, he doesn't get traded, uh, but the Blues offer him up to Seattle um, so that they don't take somebody else. I don't, I don't, um, 
So he's making $1.85 million this season. I don't think he gets much of a raise um, as an mm-hmm. RFA. Um, so I, I, I think he is good value uh, for that. Uh, I like Dunn. Um, I know he makes his share of mistakes out there, um, but I think uh, what he brings, I think his best game is uh, – man, I'm watching Vegas in L.A. I don't know if you guys are, but uh, uh, Vegas is goalie. Who's in net for Vegas tonight? Is it uh, – it's not flurry, but it's Leonard. Leonard made yeah, a couple of, a couple of fantastic saves, and uh, Vegas just uh, scored uh, one a little bit ago to make it four to two. And I'm gonna go out in there. It's on four to two in the third. I'm gonna, Vegas is gonna tie this game. They're all over LA right now, and yeah, they're getting some good. This is a good game. Okay, but yeah, I, I don't think it, I, <laughs> while we're doing updates, nine to three Colorado over Arizona. Good, good. Woo. 47 seconds left. Maybe Arizona will like, cool off. Um, I, so I, I, I think I think let's Dunn, hope Arizona doesn't score a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I think done for two million or less. Uh, I think is uh, is a good is a really good price for him. Um, there is, I guess, you could say you could expose him to uh, Seattle, um, but, which I mean, I guess he would be exposed. But uh, will they take him? I I think if I were Seattle, I'd definitely take him. If they, I would too. I would. I mean, I think the writing could be on the wall there. So I don't. I don't. I don't think he gets moved um, right now. I. I mean, I'm not against trading anybody. I've said this a bunch of times. I'll trade anyone, literally anybody on the team, if it makes the team better now and in the future. That's a no-brainer. I. I, I have my favorite players mm-hmm. I like, but if the team gets better for now and in the future by making a trade, trading the best player, go. I go for it. Trade O'Reilly to get better now and for the next five years. Absolutely do it. Um, now that's, that's your, you're assuming it's a given that they get better. So, um, yeah. Taylor Hall rumors. Buffalo is, uh, mm-hmm. unloading some players. Uh, a stall was traded to Montreal for a third and a fifth. Oh, dude, they're on a winning streak now. Are you sure that's still the case? <laughs> <laughs> they they won on one game. They've won one games in a row. That's true. Uh, you know, uh, Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman suggested the Blues were interested in Hall, then backed off that a bit. And Andy Strickland chimed in and gave a a Blues Hall trade a thumbs down on Twitter. And I'm not sure if was that clarify what he meant. Did he mean he wasn't in favor of it, or did he mean uh, no, it's not going to happen? The way because I took it was that it's not going to happen. That's the way I took that's, it too. That's how I read it. Uh, yeah. That's what I took it too. But. Um, if you trade Mike Hoffman for him, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, there's a salary difference there. The, and I, and uh, you, uh, 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 Hall makes eight. So Yeah, and, and the other issue is, too, is like, you're why just make – Buffalo doesn't make that trade. You want a guy on a one-year deal for another guy on a one-year deal? It doesn't make sense because you no, know Hall's – Not Hall, uh, Hoffman. No. Hoffman's going to leave – at the end of the season. Right. So you need some assurance that you're going to get something out of that trade. Yeah. I mean, it would have to involve, uh, you know, prospects the blues don't have and picks the blues shouldn't give up. Right. Yeah. You know what though? I mean, Hall's numbers this season, he has two goals. I, I, I don't, I mean, he makes 8 million. He granted, he has a much better player than what he's, produced this year is his, his past history shows that and he's on a shit ass team so that does not help at all 
Um, so that's got to affect his numbers quite a bit. So, but Kurt, let me ask you a serious question. If I'll you give you played, a serious answer. If you played in the NHL, let's just say the Edmonton Oilers were just like, we're going to give a fan a chance to play the entire season with Connor McDavid. Uh, weird promotion. Let's say they do it. Do you think you score more than two goals if you're on Connor McDavid's line the whole season? Do I get to practice for like a year before I play? <laughs> you can practice as much as Connor McDavid practices. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I wouldn't get. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna say I would score more than two goals. Um, I would like to think I could, but no, there's no way in hell. Um, I, I, no, no, no. That's that. That's not, is that a serious question? <laughs> there's no way. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say yes. You would score two more than two goals if you play with Connor McDavid. I think if you put me on the power play with Connor McDavid, and I just stood in front of the net, he's gonna shoot it off my leg more than twice. Have you ever Have you ever uh, faced uh, an NHL goalie? <laughs> Much less an NHL defense. <laughs> I've played an NHL defenseman, but I have not played against an NHL goalie. No, Grant Ledyard. I've played against him. Oh yeah. He's a hell of a defenseman. And there are better ones. <laughs> yes, Play right that now. is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hall has two goals, no. 16 assists this season, and a team is uh, yeah, the worst team in the league. Um, so, I mean, would you want Hall? I mean, if we could get him for, you know, what I mean, because, like I said, his, his production's down. Maybe you get him for cheap because it's just a rental. You're not, you're not getting, like, Two years on his contract still, and and it's Buffalo. A, they make bad trades. It's a tough. It's a tough question. I, you gotta think that if, we'll, but uh, because you want to say that there's no way on this roster that Taylor Hall doesn't score more than two goals to finish out the season, let alone what they've already played, but. This roster is struggling to score goals. Mm -hmm. Taylor Hall has been playing with Jack Eichel for much of the season. Uh, Casey Middlestad is an okay def uh, center as well, and he's been playing with him too. Uh, it's it's really but, hard to say no to just see what would happen, but I I mean, I mean do you take that I mean, risk for for this season? I mean, really, if you're going to address a need on this team, if, you know, if Pareko's healthy, maybe you don't have to worry about it, but I'd go defense first. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I, well, okay. Or, you know, At the what, least, I'd like to see the team look into a, re I don't want to say replacement for Pareko, but somebody who can play and cut down his minutes when he comes back. I'd rather see that type of player brought in other than a Taylor Hall. I'll rephrase my question. If if we to if we were to acquire Taylor Hall in a trade and the the major the overwhelming consensus on that trade was hey the Blues won this trade. Like you know as soon as it's announced. What like we didn't, we didn't have to give very much to get him. Uh, now we do have to lose salary somewhere. Because uh, we got guys come off LTIR, it's going to affect that. So, um, but still, uh, again, I think for me it depends on what we give up. 
I think I'd be all over it if um, we didn't have to go up a lot. And if I could say, yeah. oh, okay, I think we won that trade, regardless of how he plays. I mean, if he plays, you know, well and helps out, um, I th- we win the trade. Even if he leaves at the end of the season, you know, meaning we don't give up a lot to get him, which may not happen. But still, if that's the case, then I would be all over it. Just because I like anarchy and chaos and uh, drama. <laughs> I have said that before. Mm. Craig Bruby is um, some rumblings about uh, fans wanting him fired um, due to his misuse of players and uh, the lack of production and uh, stuff like that, which we talked about. I mean, it's, it's, it, you, you do kind of like when you acquire players that have certain skill sets and you don't play to those skill sets, and you kind of just look over at the coach, and you're like, oh, what's going on? What are you doing? Um, I, I think it's just fans being fans, you know. Um, but uh, I do think he's misused Hoffman, but I don't think Bruby is in any serious – is in, not seriously in jeopardy of losing his job until, I don't know, midway through next season if the team is still struggling. I don't know. I think if yeah. they go winless the rest of this season, well, I think I mean, yeah. maybe – Maybe yeah, you if, consider that, but yeah. if, if I, they, I think right now, if no they, way. Yeah, right now, no. If if they um, just wind up shitting the bed and missing the playoffs, I, I they think could. You've, yeah, they easily it, could. It's a very real possibility. Uh, I a think lot of people are by picking them to miss the play, miss playoffs. Right. right. Yeah. I think Army's got a, a, a tough decision to make there. Um, you guys and, basically you know, did know. last week, too. You guys basically picked him to miss the playoffs last Bill, week. I, yeah. Bill, Bill, yeah, I, I, think, I think Bill did for sure. Uh, I was Kurt. You took the other way just because you wanted to take. I, the other I way. did. You couldn't I, offer. You couldn't even offer an explanation. <laughs> well, my explanation is that this team has the ability to play better. I think everyone knows that on paper they're a very good team when healthy, and they're getting healthy. Um, and if they can get Preco back, if they get a healthy Preco back. If they get the same Preco back they had before, I mean, he's a body, and he might play okay, but he's not going to play like Preco. But, but one, he's, I mean, listen, I know that he is mm. a great defenseman, but one player, uh, they should have been able to take and take at least three points from Anaheim this past weekend. Oh, I agree. And they, and played, they didn't. I, I know. And they, they played well enough, too. And I wouldn't necessarily put that on... Preco not being in the in the in the lineup, even though even though exactly. you know, a dynamic player can can change an awful lot. We all know that. I mean, the, the team's record with without Schwartz is just crazy different. But um, I I mean they they played a very good game. They played a good defensive game against Anaheim. They goaltending wasn't bad. Um, it was pretty good. Um, and I, I just and the, the offense just could not. I mean, you've got tons of shots on goal. They played well. They looked better. They just couldn't score. I mean, they had 74 shots on net in the two games against Anaheim, and they had three goals. So, I mean, it, I, I, I think my stance with it, I mean, I, I, if I were to bet money, did I say this last week? If you're, if you're, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting my own hard-earned mm-hmm. money. I'm not picking mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. But if you just ask me, I'm saying, well, you know what? I think they can. I, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. Uh, I'm an optimist, so I, I'll, I'll just play off that. I'd, I'd rather spend my last, you know, month plus of this season for the team before playoffs um, thinking they have a chance to make the playoffs and actually rooting for something as opposed to, you know, not. But 
Yeah, it could be a futile effort, which, you know, they could very easily, like I said, very easily miss the playoffs because their schedule in April is a bitch. And they have to basically play well in that schedule. Right. Right. But, and, but and I, I mean, think... I, I, I just want to add uh, Kurt's comments last week because I did listen to the show because uh, you guys do such a good job without me, uh, much better than when I'm here. Um, but, but Kurt, your comment last week about February, that was the same thing I was thinking, February of 2019. Yeah. We went into that month after they had a great January mm-hmm. when Bennington stepped in, and we said they've got to play 500 hockey to even have a chance at the playoffs. They went like, wasn't it like? They lost like, like four or three games. games. Yeah. It was like 14 and one or yeah, something in February. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So, like, it's it, it would be insanity for me to to say they're going to repeat that. I just, I don't think well, that's going to happen. That exact thing. Yeah, well, they don't but, need to do that. No, they don't. They just have to play, like we said then, 500 hockey. Maybe better. And I think, and I think they Maybe. can make it with 500 hockey. They so, could, if they get some help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they could do it. It's just a matter of finding their game and, and playing. We said it before, oh. playing against their competition, playing the, to the level of their competition. Which they haven't if they can, done all season. <laughs> no, they no. haven't. But right. if they can do it now, that's all they need to do. And. Yeah, and I, like I said, it's more of an optimistic thing. It's not based on anything they've done this season. Um, it's based on what I think this team is capable of. Um, and it's it's do or die, now or never. I mean, if you're not going to play well now, then then fuck you. You're, you're done. I think, you know, going back to the thought about, you know, Barube, if, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, um, you know, I, I think if, you know, so trade deadlines, you know, less than 12 days away now um if if we go into colorado and don't come away with any points i think we're we're probably thinking more about being sellers um you got to think the blues aren't going to want to carry the second highest salary cap um into a non-playoff season um somebody's somebody or some bodies will get gone and then you have to consider you know is what what do we want this team to be, and is Bruby the right guy uh, going forward? There were some waves made on on uh, with, with the Carolina Hurricanes. They posted the uh, the Pride Night uh, hockey is for everyone. Um, they had a nice a nice uh, post on uh, social media, and uh, I think uh, the Blues have struggled with this in the past uh, recent recent past as far as uh, being uh, you know promoting and pushing. Uh, the idea that the NHL is uh, inclusive or should be a hockey should be inclusive and for everyone. And uh, uh, there was a fallout with the blues and the way they handled pride night a couple of years ago where they just screwed over the, <laughs> the people who uh, had bought tickets to pride night. And they changed the name of it, all that crap. Um, mm-hmm. they, they ditched the idea of it. But uh, so the, the hurricanes have always been a team that has really taken the ball and run with it. Uh, the hockey is for everyone and the pride night and everything. Um, so it's, and they're proud of it. And that's something that uh, I think a lot of fans, a lot of blues fans uh, wished that the blues would follow in Carolina's footsteps. Um, 
and do that. I, I, I'm one of them. Um, I know others aren't, um, but uh, it's a, it's a sensitive issue with some people for some reason, because really it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, um, why some people would be so against this or indifferent to whether a team should promote this or not. Um, because it's really, there's nothing negative about this message. It is a completely 100% positive message. Um, with hockey being for everyone and celebrating uh, inclusivity in hockey and uh, and who you are, so I, I, I mean, there's for I think that's a that's a personal problem that some people probably struggle with to uh, not mm. accept that uh, that mentality. I think, um, and that's something they have to deal with. But uh, I think uh, that I wish that the Blues. I'm not telling the Blues to because they can do whatever they want. Obviously, the Blues can do whatever they want with this. Um, barring, you know, this is a core initiative of the NHL. So the Blues are going to do something with it, but how far they go with it is uh, a different story. But I'm, I'm of the opinion that the Blues absolutely should be setting an example uh, for inclusivity with uh, Pride Night and Hockey is for Everyone because uh, I, I, somebody give me a good reason why not to. I, I, aside yeah, from not wanting you... to see, aside from not wanting to see certain imagery at a game you you speak for the entire show here bill I, I think you can agree with that right um that we we agree with you 100 percent that um we we've talked on the show before that the the whole pride night thing couple i don't know if that was last year or two years ago whenever that was it was two years um, ago last year they had one scheduled it was it was the it was the watch party that they, they oh <laughs> the right. away yeah. game watch party that they were supposed to yeah. be yeah so it was it was two apart. years ago where where they they basically were like oh it's pride night pride night pride night and then it came to it and it was hockey is for everyone night ha 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 we changed it even though you can still look it up on our website and it still says Pride Night. And they said they never um, promoted it as Pride Night, Pride Night, but they did and they sold tickets. Yeah, as clearly they did. But anyway, anyway, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we've we've talked about that to extent on this show. Um I completely 100% fist bump the 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 Carolina Hurricanes. That is what I want to see from my NHL team. It's a shame uh and and I can speak as a Missourian that it's not just the the blues that I see this. It's it's all over the entire state. Um, I hate that this is such an issue with so much of our state, and it 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 really bothers me because, like you said, it's not it's not you're not trying to get into any religious debate by just saying hockey is for everyone, Pride Night. You're not getting into some biblical debate about this. It's just, it's the right thing to do. It's, uh, I don't know. I right. I get right. so infuriated and frustrated when I see arguments about this because it's just, you're trying to prove that this is the way the world is moving. This is how people are. And if you want people to be proud of themselves and what they do, accept them for who they are. And the fact that this is like a become a political issue is 
ridiculous. It's that that's not what this is at all. So, um, Bill, I'll let you speak to this now, but I, I just, I'm ashamed when I see a team like the Carolina Hurricanes, which let's face it, Carolina, that's an area that is very similar to Missouri and right. they're doing the right thing right now. And we're not seeing the blues do this. And I'm not even saying the blues have to come out of their way to do anything like this. It's the fact that they have done everything in their power mm. to distance them refute. Themselves. Yeah. To not do something like this. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it the the whole idea uh, of of uh, you know having things like pride nights you know it's it it is about inclusion and it it's just it boggles my mind that any for profit enterprise would not want to be as inclusive as possible I mean, just you want as many customers as you can get from every walk of life. You you don't want to exclude people. And and when you have debacles like the it's not Pride Night night a couple of years ago, it, it is it becomes a, a thing about, you know, excluding um, and, and not embracing uh, a certain segment of your fan base um, out of fear that you're going to offend another segment of your fan base. You know, I, I, I think for the Blues, it comes down to um, really, you know, they're, I think they're trying to re read the tea leaves of, of um, area politics. You know, I, I would much rather see the team, um, you know, embrace it and and be inclusive and and welcome everybody you know i it, it, it's you know one of the biggest knocks that hockey as a whole gets is that you know it's it's a white person sport um you know it's it's a white male sport and yeah we're three white guys talking on a podcast but we we're you know we're not the guys that are are gonna say you know we we don't want you know lgbtq uh, people coming into the arena whoever wants to come watch a hockey game come watch a hockey game be a part of this and and for for any again any for-profit organization to turn people away because they're worried about offending another part of you know their their fan base that's that's just <clears throat> that's behind the times i think uh and, and it's not even you know you i just think that if if you're not on board with this you're just on the wrong side of history you know i, I think that that like you said jeff yeah. it's just it's just the way things are going and it's the right way and it's it's a long time coming uh and uh, i it's it is interesting uh, and like I said, I would love to hear somebody tell me why uh, they don't think the Blues should do this. And uh, good luck, uh, good luck sounding intelligent <laughs> when you, if you're going to try and argue against it. So, I, um, so I, yeah, the the thing is, you would get a lot of people in that debate, and it would all it it would be things that you wouldn't want your name attached to because it's yeah, just going to be you true. know parlor and some a lot right? of people a lot of people are like well you know the blues they can do whatever they want you know it's not up to me to to tell them what to do i'm like no you're not nobody's telling them what to do i'm like we would just love to see them do 
this because it is the right thing to do. I mean, I, I, there's yeah. no, I don't even know, I don't know how that's up for debate. To, mm-hmm. to, to, to not embrace um, and promote inclusion, which, you know, a lot of people, and hockey has a bad reputation, uh, like you said, for, uh, for especially recently with a, a lot of uh, uh, um, uh, uh, abuse and um, racism uh, the minor leagues and things right. coming up the ranks. They've had right. a lot, a number of stories mm-hmm. the past few years that it's been a bad PR, a bad black eye. Um, and that's all the more reason to get behind this, this push to, to, to embrace this because to tell people, Hey, this is not, you know, that's not what we want to be associated with. We don't, I mean, I mean, if you believe some uh, former players and, 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 and coaches that experienced it, I mean, it was kind of bad in some areas. So, I mean, it's just something that uh, is a no-brainer to me, and I just don't uh, uh, know why the Blues. And I guess I do know why, because I, the rumor was that some season ticket holders, or many of them, or whatever, complained. Uh, and I don't know if that's been backed up or whatever, but uh, that they didn't want to see uh, Pride Night imagery and things like that uh, at a night in the arena. That, and that's why last year. They decided, oh, we'll have a watch party for an away game. That way, the season ticket holders don't have to miss a home game, and people can come and they can they can see they can whoever wants to come and come. It's no, it's a watch party, it's away game, uh, and it was a, it was a really big fiasco mess. So even they got national news. So anyway, I, I and, and and I'll add I'll add real quick as a um, uncle of um, somebody who uh, for as long as I knew him uh was my niece uh until high school um and all of a sudden i was told it's uh that that she wasn't her she didn't feel that she was a girl and she's felt that way her whole life that she was actually a man um i instantly like it 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 kind of messed with me mentally and and made me rethink everything i've thought about this whole process and and you know i i can sit here and say well you've got to be inclusive you got to be inclusive and obviously the, the the battle in my mind was you're a girl stop telling me you're a boy you're a girl and and i don't mean to get too deep here but you know i've come to terms with the fact that no he knows what he is he's a boy uh he's he's a boy been living in a girl's body and um this is something that was new to me and it made me realize that this is a real thing this isn't just something we're hearing about like for me it's something that i've actually experienced and i've witnessed and um I'm all, I, I just, this type of message, this is what the NHL needs to be pushing forward. I'm glad to see news coming forward. I just wish the Blues followed suit because uh, it is it is a big identity crisis for so many people, especially young people uh, going through this. And, and seeing the Carolina Hurricanes coming ahead here, uh, it's just, it's, it's something you want to see from your team. The Blues were a part of it. They embraced it uh, three years ago. Um and it, and then all of a sudden, two years ago, at the last second, like just a few days before, they did an about face on it. So something happened. Something right. happened. And, and I have to believe that if if there, if it's 
honestly, if it's driven by season ticket holders balking, this is the time that you say, okay, we have a wait list. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Th- thanks. Thanks for your, thanks for your patronage, but you know, this, you're not making this decision for us. It could be, it could be that it could be, you know, a top exec or a new, uh, somebody new or whatever. I don't know. It just, you know, it, it yeah. could be a number it's, of things. Not handled well. No, not. It's just. <clears throat> Shall we move on to Let's... rapid fire tidbits? Connor McDavid elbow, I've... clean or dirty? Dirty. 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 Yeah, Deserve dirty. more than a five thousand dollar fine, but I'm I'm watching right now. I'm watching a gif of Nathan McKinnon throwing Connor Garland's helmet at his head. Huh? So, I mean, it's it's a softball underhand pitch, but it. It it hits him. Yeah. I think he's he's got to at least have a, a, a fine uh, himself. Five thousand dollar fine. But uh, <laughs> all right, Buffalo two, Sabres game suspension. <laughs> yeah, how about Buffalo be great. Sabres? Buffalo Sabres are they going to make the playoffs after <laughs> their big win tonight? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah right. uh, that's a big negative there. There's our rapid fire hockey tidbits, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they broke their eighteen game losing streak. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the best in men's blow grooming products. Get 20% off from free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. There's gold at End the Rainbow with Manscaped. Uh, and by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745. And tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 20, what are we on, 28, 29? Thanks, 29, of Season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've been bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder, Bill Day, uh, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, beat Colorado. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. On the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.